You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Alfie Pod's Fantasy Football. It's Christmas time. We let in light. We banish shade. That's right. You tuned to the Christmas special. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Or audio joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. Don't worry, I'm not going to play the whole song. Hi, everyone. Yes, you tuned in to Alfie Pod's 20th footy. Uh, this is Will I Beat Mignus. Mignus Magnus. The Game Week 15 edition. It's good to be back, actually. We missed a couple of game weeks because of the congestion. That just means podcast turnaround is just... It's too difficult. It means by the time we record it and get it out, you won't have time to listen to it, and it all feels a bit it feels a bit much. So anyway, we've got this show, and we'll see how it goes over the Christmas period if... Um, well, uh, yeah, see if we can put another one out. See how busy we all are. I'm sure we'll have a lot of free time, but let's see how it goes. Plenty of things we're going to talk about. I'm joined by Will, Matt, and, of course, Yordi. Yordi joins us for about five minutes, and he had to go off somewhere. Uh, he had to go pick some up, someone up. Uh, now, I, I don't want to speculate, but I think it might have been Santa Claus. Uh, I am speculating, am I? Yeah, I am. Uh, but, yeah, we talk about lots of things. We talk about Leeds. We talk about uh, Man City. And we talk about, uh, well, Will's doing his wild card this week ahead of the game week 18, uh, 19s. You know, there's double game weeks 19 and 18 blanks. So it's all good. And uh, lads are on good form. And they've been reeling recently because they've been really frustrated with how their teams are going. I mean, I'm this season for me is experimentation. It's only my second season, so I'm just trying things out. Whereas the, they're obviously more experienced and they're used to their high finishes. And I think like a lot of people in the community, experienced people in the community, they're not reaching those heights. Uh, but it's a weird season. And um, I have every confidence they're going to turn it around. Um, not sure about myself, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, not been going too well in the last few weeks. Uh, taking a few punts and not been coming off. But you may have noticed that I did another video for uh, Fantasy Football Scout. You can find that on their Instagram. I did a 30-second uh, taste on differential captains. And I'm pleased to say that everyone I mentioned, uh, every player that I mentioned, did pretty well. Um, I'm sad to say that I didn't back myself up. I didn't choose any of the choices that I put out there. And I captain came. Wow, wow. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Uh, well, at some point, Yordi will disappear. It won't be anything dramatic. He just won't be there anymore. But he'll be back and joining us again soon. And I'm not going to interrupt um, midway. I'll just speak to you at the end. Oh, and uh, as I was saying... Feed away. Oh, fucked it up. Is this madness? Will I, will I, will I be Magnus? I got to know, I got to be that Magnus. <laughs> the day of prayer! 
Bread for the other ones. It's Christmas time. Anyway. It's Christmas! It's Christmas, guys. How are you? Very well. Very. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right, I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed, but I gave it all then, and you gave me nothing back. And I hate <laughs> Christmas. And I thought I was just doing what? it for your benefit. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I'm loving this Christmas because I get to spend it on my own and no one's around. So it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Will calling away from Columbia. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Alfie. We're not in tier four here. So. Uh... But you are tier four, of course. Okay. Tier four. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, my, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm about to. Um, I've tried to leave some of my team. It didn't work. It came back. It just kept bouncing back, and it keeps dropping down the rankings. I've had ten red arrows this season, <laughs> and uh, it's really hard to take. It's really, really challenging emotionally. Well, it's good that at least um, me, you, and your dear, like keeping it consistent for the podcast. Was Matt thinks he's all out there by doing well. By at least what are you in what are you in now 200k Matt uh, I dropped down uh last night uh 330 something like that the 330k yeah spoiled brat and he will spoil <laughs> I'm not commenting I like to say 330 though yeah Irish people can't say 30 properly it's T U R T Y yeah <laughs> Anything with a year in it, we fuck up big time. We just butcher. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to a, a, a non-English speaking countryman, Yordi. Hi, Yordi. Can you say three thirty? Hi, Alfie. Three thirty. There you go. Perfect. No problem. He's better English than me. It's terrible. He's better English than me. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so how is Christmas in the Netherlands shaping up then? Well, it's busy. We, uh, I'm working in a supermarket, and my father owns a supermarket, so it's busy these days, as wow. those are almost the only things that are open. Your dad owns a supermarket? So, yeah. Yep. That's like something from a novel or something. <laughs> well, well, it isn't a novel. It's reality. He owns it for uh, more than 10 years already. So. Wow. But it's going good. It's uh, busy, so it's also nice to be there these couple of days. But when you say supermarket, do you mean like uh, like a convenience store or like a big supermarket? Because I didn't think a actual humans. Yes. I didn't realize people could own those. Normally, just like conglomerates or something. Uh, it's a franchise. Yeah, we have to uh, we have to keep be busy these days. So, it's, are you working on the till? I'm I'm uh, I'm the vegetable man. I don't know if you have a name for that. That's what we <laughs> say behind your back, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Alfie. What? <laughs> it's wow. all right. It's Christmas. Uh, anyway, um, so do you want to, do we want to, we've missed game weeks 13, 12, 13, I don't know. We, no, 12, 13, 14 and 15. Oh, I can't really work out what we, what are we on now? We're coming into 15. We're coming yeah. in 15 and um, the listeners won't know how well we've been doing for the previous game weeks. Will, who's continually deleting your team, Jordi, you've improved a little bit. Matt's been doing all right. I've been experimenting. It's not going well. So should we just move on to the upcoming fixtures? Yeah, we should. Yay. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to talk about our injury plaque game week. No, I mean, unless you want to. <laughs> did, did any of us get a full 15 out? Or a full 11 out? I didn't even get 10. I haven't checked. <laughs> 
Christmas is coming up. There's going to be what technically known as a clusterfuck of <laughs> of planning. Uh, what are your game plans? Uh, Jordi, I know you've been looking at mid-range strikers. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been. Uh, we all got our eyes on the blank and double game week coming up in uh, 18 and 19. So uh, I'm planning to use my free hit chip in game week 18. So I don't need to plan any transfers for that particular game week. Uh, I do have to plan for 19, of course, which is a double game week. And because I had a shitload of injuries the last game week, I have uh, I put up a new watch list. And I'm thinking of uh, getting rid of Brewster for a mid-price striker. Or a striker, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, actually. <laughs> yeah. I've been checking my history and Brewster has been subbed on five times already this season for me. So Wow. And it's almost only one pointer, so he's been doing shit for me. And if you get injuries like James, Lamptey, Konza, Cavallero, all in one game week, then yeah, it's time to get rid of uh, Brewster, I think. Caviero's unlucky for you, wasn't it? Because that was a good pickup, yeah, I thought. Yeah, was definitely unlucky. And it wasn't, even, mm. it wasn't even the first time a player of mine got injured during the warm-up. <laughs> I had Pulisic against Burnley as well. So, I mean, how many times does it happen in a season when th- that a player gets injured during the warm-up while he should start? So, Well, it's going to happen next week, mate. So don't get used yeah, to it. It's been a ridiculous <laughs> amount of bad luck i guess but i've been looking at mid-price strikers and uh i mentioned a few like bamford i already own bamford but i've been looking at uh adams wood and uh, benteke and when you say yeah. word chris wood of burnley obviously who is yeah. a good punt actually coming up i mean he is statistically if you take away all the glamour in theory he should be on the same sort of par as bamford which may sound controversial but he scored what did he score last season 15 goals? Uh, he scored 14 goals last season. Pretty in, good. Uh, just over 2,400 minutes. Yeah, it's not bad. But so, but he's a bit more expensive than Ashley Barnes, isn't he? What is Ashley Barnes like 6 mil and Wood's like 6-3 or something? 6-2, yes. That's the difference. So, But I've been checking. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Wood is... Uh, well, I don't think... I've, I'm quite sure that Wood is more nilled. So if you have to choose between the two of them, it should be Wood. Most I like definitely. that. Wood is more nailed. Yeah. Oh, nice. Good takes... pun. He doesn't even know he's punning. You don't even know you're punning. <laughs> and it's Christmas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and he's on penalties, of course. And he's playing against a former side in Leeds as well this week. Yeah, mm. but but uh, we talk about Wood now, but I was preferring Benteke, to be honest. Yeah. He looks all right, isn't he? He's looked yeah, all right. The issue is, the issue is that um, Benteke has a single fixture in the double game week and in the city. So if I'm going, mm. if I go for a Benteke, I need to get rid of Caviero for a player I can play in double game week 19. So it's all planning and strategies and, but I'm not uh, finished yet. So yeah, I just want to put it out there, the mid-price striker backet because also Will's going to use his wild card. It should be interesting. Matt, what's your super Christmas plan? Is it just to load up on Liverpool players? Cause they look pretty good now. If I had the cash, I would. Um, <laughs> sadly, I've got I've got to get rid of two of them. I got to get rid of uh, Nico Williams, who's three point nine million. So there's not a lot of cash there to change him. So I got to lose uh, Diogo Jota as well. You know, so I mean six point six million and a three point nine million defender. I'm I'm probably going to be looking at a 
you know, maybe a 4.6, 4.7 million defender and maybe a 6 million or maybe below 6 million midfielder as their two replacements. But then at the same time, I kind of have to, I have to plan around the next maybe three or four fixtures and uh, also have an eye kept towards game week 19 for the double game week. Um, similar to already, I'm going to be I'm going to be using free hit in, in 18. Mm. It's a nuisance not having that first wild card, but I mean, it's very hard to hold on to it for, for this length of time and not use it, especially this season where so much is changing, so much has gone wrong. So yeah, I'm planning to free hit in game week 18 and just kind of load up on as many double game week players as I can. But not just for the sake of it, just to try and maybe get five or six of the essentials in that I can't really go without and then maybe kind of punt with a few, maybe two or three cheaper ones. So uh, I'm going to try and stick to that plan as much as I can and be a bit disciplined with my my transfers. But at the same time, those players that like Jota and, and Nico Williams, they got to go. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking as we were kind of touching on earlier, maybe Theo Walcott. You know, Danny Ings is out. It gives Walcott an opportunity to maybe get in a bit more of a, a striker's role. Apart from the Liverpool game, Southampton's fixtures aren't too bad. You know, I don't mind them. They're quite a, quite an attacking team. You know, they yeah, create they really a lot are. of chances. So, And I mean, it, Walcott's 5.8 million. I mean, you're not going to get a better option in that category unless you maybe look towards Leeds, who I'm a bit I'm a bit dubious about doubling. Uh, well, I've already got Meslier, uh, the, the goalkeeper. And... <laughs> That has been a disaster. Sorry, did, so, did you curse? Well, to be fair, I mean, he's, <sighs> he was always going to lead to like that, aren't they? They're, they keep yeah. a clean sheet or they concede 17 goals. So, But, it, yeah, but I, you, I, you, yeah. you banking on the saves? Were you banking on Yeah, your... well, uh, well, this is it. I mean, I, he got eight saves against Manchester United. It was just a wow, shame yeah. he let in nearly as many goals as he <laughs> as he, as he made saves. Um, but yeah, look, I... I Leeds are that, that kind of team but they're going to c- concede chances which means he's either going to concede goals or he's going to make a few saves so I'm sure there will be times where they might nab a, a clean sheet I'm hoping maybe in a couple of the next fixtures coming up that it, it'll be one of those games because I mean Johnson since I've transferred him out he's done quite well con- considering he had City and you know they're kind of tougher game but yeah, look, it is what it is. Um, as much as I, I kind of regret bringing in Messier, I'm, I'm looking at the, the a defender now for four point seven, and I just see Dallas now, and I'm like, I'm not going there. I'm not a glutton no. for punishment if I, if I bring him in. It's too late you now. Know? You can't you can't go for him now. You got to wait for him to drop off a bit, yeah. and his price mm. drops. Then you get him again, but you can't get him now. He's missed the missed the wave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, going back to scammer midfielders, mate. Uh, sorry, Southampton. <laughs> Southampton, of course. Um, Armstrong's another good shout, and he's a bit cheaper than Theo. He's just as involved. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I mean, um, I, I can't remember what price he is. James Ward-Prowse, I mean, he's always involved with set pieces. I c- couldn't tell you what price he is. I haven't Six actually checked now, yet. I think. Armstrong didn't play against City, so you might want no. to review. Yeah, but, what, is there, but is that not just rotational? I said... Uh, if it's rotational, I reckon he'd be coming on for like 20 or 30 minutes. Hmm. Seems strange where I'd be dropped, though, I think. Good player. Yeah, that's true. Will, ooh, Leeds United, Leeds United. Do you like Leeds United? I do. I'm, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Leeds. Sorry about the song, by the way. I don't know. I, I know I it's crazy. It's very you know, revelry. <laughs> um, I'm trying to work out because I'm like, 
I'm also playing my free hit chip in 18. I will. Will, sorry I, to interrupt, but I'm going to blow your mind right now. But I'm also yeah. playing my free hit chip. Well, <laughs> this is the free hit 18 podcast. Um, something like that. And <laughs> what I'm thinking is I'm looking at the fixed. It's um, I'm thinking about a Leeds attacking triple up oh. rather than rather than getting Dallas or Meslier. Uh, although for the next two game weeks, I think Burnley and West Brom, I think they could get they could get clean sheets in those. But it's just the fact, you know this Leeds play such an open game. They've yeah. they've conceded 149 shots in the box this season. Only West Brom have conceded more, and that's 150. And uh, although they've taken the I know they've taken more shots in the box and the attacking side, they've taken more shots in the box than than what, in those fixtures. You mean? In, this is across the season. Oh, okay. So just it's just like literally Leeds play an end-to-end brand of football, and if you look at the shots in the box stats, you'll, that's it's reflected in mm. that they've taken the most shots in the box and they've nearly conceded the most shots in the box. So um, it's an end-to-end type of game, which I think you know Dallas has scored these last two game weeks, but if he hadn't scored, and is right. he going to score every match? I mean, I don't know. It's like. Um, I mean, even against Sheffield United, they kept a clean sheet against Sheffield United back when it was, I think, game week three. But they still afforded, you know, John Lundstrom, whoever it was, coming into mm. the box, a really big chance. You know, it's, they're, they're just an open team. And I sort of feel like they could keep a clean sheet. I mean, any team could keep a clean sheet, apart from Sheffield United. But I just I just sort of feel that if Dallas doesn't get attacking returns, there's not much value in him. No, and. I- Personally, I, yeah. I've had him in my draft team since the off, but it's obviously it's a different setup at the draft. We do tackle bonuses, but I did bring him in basically because of his attacking threat. But like you said, has he scored his goals now? Is that it now? No, no, he's still he's still good. You know, he's still poses great attacking threat. And as I say, I think fifteen, sixteen, they can get clean sheets. So I think for the next two, he's probably he's probably very. He's certainly a good pick. I'm just wondering. With Bamford, Rodrigo, and Rafinha, if because um, they get they're all sort of up there, each one is up there for attacking chances. And when Leeds put five goals past Newcastle, they had five different scorers. It's mm. not like one no. player in attack is getting all the goals. And if that if there was to be one player who's going to get two goals against Newcastle, it probably would have been Rodrigo because he hit the crossbar before Bamford scored. Um, I suppose you just go for price, no. I think you go for price. I mean, I'm as I say, I think I'm looking at it in terms of in terms of value, and it's like you, they're all producing really good attacking numbers, and they're all really cheap. So I'm going to go for the ones that I think are that are going to give the best attacking returns, and that's Spamford, uh, Rodrigo, and Rafinha. Yeah, and I think Rodrigo's probably nailed at the moment with um, with cock out for three months. <laughs> He's got his cock out for three months. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's just so silly. So. <laughs> Anyway, with that certain player out for three months, I think that means that Aileen's going to stay at centre-back and and that sort of means Rodrigo's a bit more nailed. And in any case, it's kind of Bielsa seems to like to bed, you know, take his take his time to, to bed players into the team. And Rodrigo's in now. And I, I'd like to mm. think he stays there. Well, it's like um, my friend Phil, Phil Dorks, the journo, was uh, saying that... Uh, he thinks he's the best player. The- Sorry, he thinks Rodrigo is the best player anyway. Yeah, so we can't yeah. really see him moving out now. Um, uh, Phil also mentioned that against Burnley, there's the clash of styles. So mm. against teams that play 4-4-2, um, Bielsa could play three at the back. But 
good luck guessing who those three are at the back. <laughs> mm. And who did he mention? Who did he mention could come in? You mentioned it as well. Well, well he mentioned Dallas going into midfield. So I think, you know, again, yeah, definitely Dallas is a good pick for the next two. Well, he's only just gone back to right back, actually, Dallas. He's, he was playing midfield before then. In yeah. fact, his, his numbers were better in defence than they are in midfield. Yeah. <laughs> okay, figure. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, that, there was also that quote um, I read over the weekend about how Bielsa played. So the halftime team talk at United when they're 4-1 down. And his team talk wasn't, okay, let's try and, stop conceding so many goals. It was, let's try and score goals. So like, don't, don't be afraid to score mm. goals. So they just kept going forward. And even in the 90th minute, they're still having, trying to have a chance, trying to score a goal. That's, that's their philosophy. Their philosophy is attack. And they'll, they're like, what is it? It's Vindaloo football, isn't it? I mean, it's like, wow. you know, the song Vindaloo. Yeah, classic. We're going to, we're going to score one more than you. Yeah. And that's, that's, that, that's how they play football. They try and score one more than the opposition. And they wanted to go out and win seven, six, not, yeah. not try and keep it down kind of like Liverpool in a few seasons back where they just couldn't keep a clean sheet to save their lives so they went into every game just trying to score more than the opposition and you know it made yeah. their attackers great FPL assets but unfortunately with Leeds we see the goals spread out so much like you said Will so it's it's hard to find that uh, kind of standout pick I mean obviously Bamford yeah. gets a lot of chances but like you said the, the likes of uh, Rafinha and stuff are all chipping in as well so just getting the, the best value pick, I think, from the bunch. If you had to pick three from from like the, the three attackers we've mentioned, Dallas and Meslier, which three would you go for? Well, I, I've got Bamford and Meslier already, so I'm I, I'm kind of regretting Meslier, but I mean, when I was looking for a Johnson replacement, he just kind of fit the criteria in terms of points and fixtures. So I'm kind of, I've kind of made my bed, so I have to lie in it with Meslier. Yeah, that's not really the great image, is it? Can um, I just say... It's- Keeping on the cock theme, you just said a Johnson replacement. <laughs> yeah, I just you know it just goes on and on with this. It keeps on giving, doesn't it, this Leeds team? Yeah, but I, I mean, Bamford seems to be the nearest thing to a talisman player in the Leeds side. I know uh, against uh, Newcastle they had the the goal spread out, but I think Bamford is the most consistent in terms of getting chances every game. You know, well, decent quality he, chances he every a, game. He missed a sitter the other day, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely think Bamford out, out of the lot um, would be the first Leeds player I'd pick. I do like Dallas because, as we know, he has the option, not the option, he has the chance of playing in midfield. Even if they change formation, he's likely to go back to right back. He's his boy. He's Bielsa's boy, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's definitely nailed and that's what kind of what you want. You want a, a secure pick, especially at this time of the year. You don't want to be worrying about, is you know my player going to be dropped as... I'm sure every player would be prone to rotation, but yeah, I mean, I, I need to get a defender for 4.7. Dallas is 4.7. Good fixtures. Good attacking threat. Um, so, I, but then I'm thinking, if you, you know, you tick, don't be getting two fucking Leeds defenders. Like, you know, that there's that other part of me saying that. Like, no. John Stones, John Stones is, round about the same price and he looks like he's in it yeah I think he's like 4.8 I think I got 4.7 which is a bit frustrating he may have rose as well last night uh, I'm not oh. sure if he rose to 4.8 or to 4.9 but because uh, if you notice the Man City defenders I know I'm changing the subject somewhat but the Man City defenders they all got bonus points this weekend yeah and that, that well, speaks the, volumes, I think, for that club mm, at the moment. I'm going to say, I, I'm tripled up on City anyway, so John Stones probably wouldn't have been an option anyway. So, But yeah, I mean, for anyone who doesn't have a City defender, he's looking like a pretty good pick. Like, you know, um, for whatever reasons, Laporte is uh, 
kind of frozen yeah. out there for strange. a strange reason. Strange. Yeah. I mean, after Van Dijk, I'd probably rate him as maybe the best centre-back in the league, you know, personally, like when fully fit. Absolutely. Maybe he's, not, maybe he's not fully fit, who knows? He's a rock. He's, he's solid in every aspect of the pitch, I think. I'd say, Matt, are you considering um, Taylor or Kufal then? For that, um, that yeah, I, well, actually, yeah, I think I did. I think it was between West Ham and uh, another Leeds defender, so it might be better to split the risk. Um I was yeah, I think it was one of the centre backs I was looking at. Maybe Bal was it Balduena, he's back in the team. Um I think he's around that price, maybe four point four or four point seven, something like that. I don't know. But hang on, why you- wouldn't you go Burnley? I mean, I picked up Loughton Loughton? Loughton, Loughton, let's go Loughton. I picked him yeah. up. I had a choice between him and Charlie Taylor and I only because they were both four point four, but I went with L- Loughton purely because his ownership was lower. Why would but now Charlie Taylor is a bit more expensive? Why would you choose Charlie Taylor over Loughton? Assist potential. Well, he's got that now. It's done now. <laughs> I mean, Loughton's got a history of scoring. His problem in the last couple of seasons has been in and out of the side, but I think he's kind of now that right back spot now. I don't know. I, I'm just wondering mm. why Charlie Taylor's seen. I know it's the assist potential, but realistically, if it's, that's it. if it's if you just if you can save money on a Burnley defender, you're basically getting them for the clean sheet potential. I mean, like what, 15 clean sheets last season? So I don't he probably has less competition in that spot as well. I think there was something about uh, Charlie Taylor. His um, who, who's his backup actually? Eric in Peters. Position. Yeah, I don't think he's played in a, a long while. Um, I know I haven't really been following Bourne the last two games. Uh, he might have gotten some game time with the the fixture build up, but. I remember Peters not having played in a long, long time. And uh, I think that was one argument when I seen people talking about Burnley defence. Just Yeah, it's exciting it, when we're, we're talking Burnley again. Yeah, <laughs> they've never really been a good team to me. Whenever I bring them in, it's it's like I talk about certain players like Ross Barkley. I put them in my team, they do nothing. I, Burnley defence is another thing. You know, I bring a Burnley defender in and they they just dry up. They turn into a completely different team as soon as they're in my, my <laughs> squad. But I think they've hit a bit of form now, to be honest. I think, um, and they've kept a few clean sheets. I mean, for me personally, I'm just bringing him in just as a because it's four point four, and I think well, I don't have to worry about that spot to fill. Yeah. No, I, I think I, th- I definitely think though Pope is the danger man. Like if you're looking for a, a defender, like well, you know, goalkeeper slash defender, you know, you've got the same arguments for the defenders keeping a clean sheet every now and then. But the thing is, when Pope does it, he's going to have a hell of a lot of saves, which is going to put him high up in the bonus points. So you're probably looking at double figures if you're lucky wow. on the days that they keep a clean sheet. Which was kind of my logic for bringing Meslier in, but obviously Leeds haven't haven't come across that elusive clean sheet at the moment. But there could so. be this weekend, you see, and Leeds yeah. and Burnley could be nil nil, yeah. or could be one nil Burnley, or it could be six one Leeds. Yeah, I mean the way the season's gone, it's just so hard. To, like, I mean, yeah, it, it really could. It could be any of those scores. So you know widely contrasting. But this is why I think Leeds, from my point of view, I mean, you guys are way more experienced at this than me. But I would say because the, that Leeds team is so hard to predict, because you can imagine going to playing, uh, I was going to say Man United, maybe not, um, playing <laughs> a bigger team and, you know, putting them to the sword. You could argue that they are almost set and forget because you just can't, you don't know when it's going to happen. So believe it or not, those Leeds midfielders are too expensive for me. <laughs> well, I'm like, what? Ruf- Why? Rafinha, 5.4 million. Yeah, I can't afford him, mate. I can't afford him. Bloody Werner's. Stinking up the place. I might take a hit this week. But he did get a fucking assist, didn't he, eh? 
Come on! <laughs> I mean, I missed two open goals, three open goals, I think, in that game against uh, West Ham. Did you see him? Yeah, he was shocking. Like, you talking three, two yards? One of them was six yeah, yards. It wasn't like th- that miss that was like on the line. No, but no, it, no, like twice. He, yeah, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, like, I, I mean, whenever he's on the ball and he's like, you know, running towards the goal and, you know, he's going to like let loose a shot. For just some reason I'm going, this ain't going in. Like it's gotten to that stage where you're not expecting it to go in or even threaten. Didn't he um, hit the crossbar as well? hit a really like thunderous shot and it just like sailed up smashed the crossbar and went down play and just... I mean he is a massive threat I mean he's getting into yep. attacking positions he's still got an assist he could mm. have had a goal I mean he could have easily had a goal yesterday and then yeah. every time I go to drop him I think well every time I'm dropping him I'm taking a punt on someone else I might as well take a punt on a team that gets in four positions and he's getting positions I don't know He's really frustrating. He like the only thing you can kind of compare him to. It's kind of like, you know, like lighting a fuse on a, a stick of dynamite. It's like he's just he's sparking at the moment. You but you know as soon oh, as go he back. gets gone. No, it's yeah. fireworks. It's <laughs> not dynamite, mate. Fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Never return you, you, to a lit dynamite. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Is it still lit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have you lost complete faith in Vernon now, Will? Yeah, I sold him. So I actually now, I mean, now you'll probably do really well because I've sold him because that's just what happens. Yeah, I did. I think it was just, he was just hurting me too much. I just thought, I mean, of course, I had like five options lined up for my transfers last week. And of course, I chose the option that, that brought in the least points. Um, I, th- I don't know why. I thought I'd get in Kane for, uh, for Leicester. And obviously, I jinxed, jinxed him. And I could have gone with the other options were like um, I got Kane and Rashford. I could have gone with Mane and Martial. That would have that would have got me a load of points. So many. Um, I would. I mean, even if I'd just done Rashford and not and left Werner in, and then Captain Bruno, that would have got me a load of points. I could have done Salah and DCL, but we heard about the Salah benching, so I decided not to do, not to do Salah. But, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly. then he comes on, <laughs> scores twice, gets yeah. an assist. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, no, I can't, I don't know. So I'm at this, I'm thinking to wildcard now rather than game week 16, just because I don't have Salah for West Brom. Um, I quite like to get Trent Alexander-Arnold for West Brom in addition to Robertson. I've got injuries to James and Chilwell and, you know, Leeds have a good fixture. I want Leeds going forward. I mean, looking at them on, on on the fixture ticker, their fixtures... Going into the game, apart from game week 17, they've got a great double game week. They've got Newcastle in game week 20, the other side of it. Uh, and they play Burnley and West Brom now. So I think it's time to get them. Um, so I'm thinking I can probably save myself a few hits. I'm, I'm slightly nervous about selling Manchester United players. I'd, I'd be selling Rashford. I'd keep Matt's favourite player, Bruno. Um, <laughs> How does it feel? But, does it feel dirty, Will? Does it feel... No, it feels really sensible to get Bruno. Oh, no, Because he gets into the box and he takes chances. Yeah, he scores goals. Great players score goals. However, next fixture, don't forget, I mean, this whole United back thing. I mean, they've been back 136 times now, and that's just this season. (laughs) Um, I feel like I've missed the Bruno boat. And I still feel like if Bruno is, what, 250 points? I've made my transfer this week already. This is dodgy, I know. And I've brought Trent in. I'm going back to plan A, which was the Trent-Robertson axis. Liverpool look good yeah. all of a sudden. And uh, 
their fixtures look really good, don't they? And uh, yeah. and Salah. So <clears throat> Trent is what two hundred points player for set what seven point two mil. And if you yeah. if I've compared what I'd spend to get that in midfield, I'd have to spend way overspend that. So uh, that's where I'm at. So I might be a lost on the Bruno boat, Matt. Matt, there's still time for you. <laughs> the, the thing is, I would love to get him, but uh, like I mean, I got my, my own route route into getting Bruno was like by selling Sterling, who has really good fixtures and is still yeah. doing well. So I just feel like as soon as I take out a, a good player with good fixtures, he's you know, if it costs me a hit, I don't think it's going to pay off or, you know, like, I mean, next week, United are against uh, away to Leicester. You know, Sterling is at home to Newcastle. It's it's going to be another week without Bruno. Like, I, I can't, you know, convince myself to to make that move, um, you know, given given those conditions. Like, um, Leicester, are pretty, Leicester are pretty bad at home, aren't they? Yeah, possibly, but... But isn't everyone bad from home? Apparently, everyone's away stats are way outstripping the home stats or something yeah they're, they're terrible and they? they're not very good at breaking teams down I mean uh, you know Rogers came through at Chelsea under Mourinho didn't he he's got that same he's got that same kind of defensive mindset and they're just not he's really good at counter-attacking football as he showed against Spurs as he showed against City and I don't think there just seem to be there seems to be something wrong with them at home they can't break teams down as well I think Man United is a counter-attacking team. I think they can probably, if, if Leicester do come out a bit and feel the onus is on them to score, and then I think that's just going to leave spaces for, for the likes of Rashford, Martial and, and Fernandes. But do, you, do they need to do that? Because there's no fans. I don't, but they seem to do it. I mean, if you watch oh, right. the games, that's what seems to happen. It still feels that mindset that's entrenched in football for the home team to make an effort. Yeah. It's a city, right? Uh, they have got amazing fixtures coming up. There's one point in the new year where it's, I mean, whether you go on these or not, it's all green, basically. But I was looking, it's hard to know where the goal's coming from. Is Aguero back? Million dollar question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's back training as far as I know, but he seems to have these little uh, constant setbacks. And I don't think Pep is, you know, too concerned with rushing him back. Um, you know, I think he probably risks having another injury and being without him for a long time, especially where I don't think he's too happy with how Jesus has been, you know, playing. I mean, we saw last game, uh, Ferran Torres was kind of... He played striker, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's the way my my uh, lineups were coming up. I had Torres as the striker. I didn't get to see the game so uh, in its entirety. So I don't actually know who was playing up top. But, I mean, Jesus was dropped, you know, he was... Uh, or was he ill or was he dropped? I can't remember. I thought there was a slight injury. I don't know if that's political... But mm. they, they think I think it came up with an injury on the website. Yeah, I I don't think he like he hasn't really impressed me too much. Um, City definitely looked different without Aguero. I think as much as we talk about Aguero being such a great uh, threat up front, you know, in front of goal, I think he also brings a great um, uh, pre- uh, the pressing side. Mm. You know, the the press that uh, Pep looks for from for from his players. You know, I think Aguero is probably one of the best players at the end that, especially since the front three are probably the most important part of that since they're, you know, if they lose the ball, they're probably going to lose a high up the pitch. So the front three need to be effective at pressing. Um, you know, we see Sterling do a lot of it and I just think without Aguero, the, that um, strategy has kind of suffered a, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm avoiding City for the moment. I think you're right, the fixtures are there. I think if you're invested already, then there's no reason to sell, but... Hard, isn't it's it? so tricky to predict. Yeah, and I think that's it's that unpredictability. Whereas you can go to to yeah, they're not as 
good all round as a team. But United, you can look at Rashford, you can look at Martial, mm. you can look at Fernandes, and you can be fairly certain they're going to play. Is De Bruyne really suited to that number 10 role? I mean, he sort of, he doesn't see, he's getting, also all the stats are sort of showing that he's getting lots of attacking play. And he obviously should have scored more because he's hit the woodwork three times. So that's just unlucky. Um, but is he really getting, is he really suited to that role? You know, is it really his position? He does seem better. Like in the last minutes when they were trying to break down West Brom, he kind of drifted to perhaps a more usual position out wide where he could whip the crosses in because he's so, you know, his delivery is so good. And I wonder if that's just a better role for him. They're kind of, it's just always seems to come back to, they're missing David Silver. They're missing that player who can kind of yeah. be around the edge of the penalty box, who can, who can unlock defences. From what I saw, I thought there was a lot of pressure on KDB to do shit, I thought. Yeah. I've seen teams like that where... It's one. Of, it's him and Sterling really trying to pull him up by the bootstraps. Yeah, Roy City. So, Will, West Ham versus Brighton. Are Brighton good at defending set pieces? Because <laughs> West Ham are good at scoring set pieces. They are good at scoring set pieces. They're about mid-table in terms of... I mean, they're slightly better than mid-table in terms of defending set pieces. And... Um, I mean, yeah, they've allowed... They've only allowed three headed attempts. So, which is only Southampton, I think, are better than that. So... They are good. I don't think this is a game for Susek. Yeah, because that's my gonna... yeah. Because I was going to ask Matt what he's going to do with him. Are you going to play, Matt? Or not? No. Um. Well, if I bring Walcott in, I'd like to play Walcott. Um. Yeah, I think I'll probably play Walcott and bench Susek. Um. I, I saw that Vardy was flagged. I didn't get to see the Leicester game. Um. I saw he was going to sub late on, and then yeah, but it seems that like he's okay. So, you know, I, I I was kind of thinking worst case scenario, Suchek would sub in for Vardy if he was out, but it seems that he's going to play. So, look, I, I'd be happy just to have a strong bench at this time of the season. Um, I'm not too concerned about benching points. I mean, obviously, it's not it's not ideal. It's not what you want to be doing. But if I can bring in a better player, um, I mean, anyone's an upgrade on Jota at the moment. I mean, he's out injured. He's not unless whoever I bring in gets a red card and gets minus one, you know. At least I'm guaranteed two points, maybe one if I'm lucky. But yeah, look, I need to bring in someone. And like I said, I need to keep an eye towards the double game week. I need to have a look at the next three fixtures with for a team that kind of fits both aspects of having good short-term fixtures and kind of a, a decent prospect in the double game week. And I think I think Southampton kind of have that. You know, we, we all thought last time Danny Ings was out that they were going to really struggle in attack, but they seem to adapt very fairly well. And, you know, Shea Adams kind of kept the team ticking over and he's they were really good. He's looked really good, isn't yeah. he? It's kind of good that they don't rely. I know Danny Ings makes a, you know, a very, very good, uh, he's a very good player to have up front, but it's nice to see they don't rely on him um, for the way they play. Like, you know, if he's out, you know, they don't dry up and that they're struggling to score. It's kind of uh, ingrained into the team in the way the team plays rather than, you know, having one talisman player up front that, that you rely on. So like we say, said, if, if Walcott can, pick up a kind of a secondary striker role, 5.8 million. I, I'd be happy to punt on him for, for a little while. All right. Uh, Captain C then. Uh, Matt, Salah. Um, let me see. Who have I got it on? Uh, <laughs> it is Salah, by the way. It is. Yeah, I think it's got to be Salah. Um, Salah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, look he came off of, he came on for a half an hour and, scored, and outscored every Liverpool player. Like, I mean, he's got He to... looks so good at the moment. Yeah. I mean, he's... It looks so comfortable uh, and looks so at ease with the game at the moment. I just, yeah. I, I mean, we could be talking 35 goals again this season. Easy. Yeah. 
Will, no Salah for you. So are you going to captain Matt's favourite player? <laughs> uh, I probably will get Salah and I probably will captain him. I think it's um, I just, yeah, like you say, he's looking really good. And I'll probably have to wild card this week because of the injuries in the team. And I've got to use my wild card either this week or next week. And it's, I'll probably end up saving myself a minus eight and I'll have a, you know, to get Trent and Salah in um, and not have to pay a hit, you know, not have to, to, to not have to cost me points. Mm. I think it's probably worth going on my, and, you know, in terms of using the wild card a week early, we've got the basic information. Like we know which teams are playing in 18 and we know which teams are playing in 19. Like that's fine. We've got our strategy set out. We know we're doing bench boost in 19 and free hitting in 18. Um, the only thing that could possibly change is after the, the League Cup results. Um, the League Cups are uh, semi-finals due to be played in game week 17, midweek game week 17. So depending on the results today and tomorrow, we might get an extra fixture in there, possibly. Who knows? Um, but I think it's all right. I think it's okay to, to wildcard now. And I think it's it will put my team in a better shape for this weekend and for the double game week. And then I also get two free transfers going into game week 17, and a free transfer, obviously, for the for the wild card game week. So I think, I think it's okay. I think if I get into too many problems, I can I can restructure. It's funny, isn't it? I, I know um, that on the thread, you guys have been having. Well, you, you've been all right, Matt, but um, Will and um, and Yordi are getting frustrated. But what I would say, I think we're coming to the point in the season now where the cream's starting to rise at the top. And things maybe starting <laughs> to settle. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So this is what you're saying. You're saying that I've gone from 80k to 1.7 million. What what is that about? I'm like, but what I will say, <laughs> the cream has soured and settled <laughs> yeah. to the top. <laughs> the cream. So, someone has shattered the milk, cream. basically. <laughs> yeah. But what I will say, it feels like you're not alone. People like you, experienced players like yourselves, are all more or less in the same boat. And actually, I think the information's there now. We've gathered the information. It's a bit of a crazy season, but I think it's settled down a bit now. And it's going to be okay. I'll probably be getting Bruno Fernandes in next week. So uh, hey! if, you, if you see, uh, <laughs> if you see the horseman of the apocalypse outside, you, you'll you'll know I brought him in. Like you, know, you see hell's fire rising from the earth. Like you there'll know? be an announcement from the prime minister. <laughs> yeah, uh, are we going to like a new tier? No, Matt's just brought in Bruno. Yeah. Shut <laughs> everything down. Yeah. Uh, but how are you going to afford him? Who you who won't you have? I think I'm going to give Sterling one last week, and then I think I'm going to just swap him straight to uh, right straight to Bruno. I'm, do any of you guys know what the price difference is between Sterling and Bruno offhand is? He's a Bruno's eleven, and Sterling's eleven four. Yeah, because it might just give me that little extra bit of cash to I, uh, mate, I, I would upgrade and Kunku as well because I need to shaft him. I just think Bruno has a knack of scoring where Sterling is the complete opposite. Sterling has to work really, really hard and concentrate in order to score. I mean, even his finish the other day, good movement. He could have missed it there, but it's Bruno. His strike, penalties. Even if he scores a hat-trick against Newcastle, I think I'm going to get rid of him because, I mean, they've Everton and Chelsea, which aren't the greatest of fixtures. And then I'll be on free hit in game week 18. So, you know, I I can have a rethink then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I do, I don't think United will be as free scoring as obviously last week against Leicester. I think it'll be a much tighter game. So I'm happy to mm. go with Sterling this week, keep Vardy, 
because Leicester's next two after United, I'm, I'm kind of happy to keep Vardy for. So yeah, I mean, Sterling to Bruno straight swap. The fixtures kind of swap after this week. You know, United's next two are much better than City's next two. So I think it makes a little bit more sense, um, especially we're going into, you know, game week. It'll be going into game week 16 and, and to not have Bruno, I think, is one of those bit of a, bit of a stubbornness. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that problem, man. I mean, I can't get rid of Salah. I'm not going to get rid of Son because the Spurs fixtures are insane. The Spurs fixture is looking really good. Yeah. And everything at Spurs goes through Son and Kane. Everything. So if there's a goal, it's one of those. It's, it's so difficult because it's so difficult. You bring in like four or five players that you're really, really happy with and you still have two or three that you're terrified of not owning. So it's really hard to find a happy medium and get the right amount of players that you're, you know, it's just so difficult with, with, with all the premiums scoring so similarly. And from week to week, you know, <laughs> next week, Son is going to be this week's, you know, Bruno, who Fish knows, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. It is difficult, though. And it's interesting what you say, Will, because, like, uh, in terms of Bruno performing this week, because my instinct is sometimes when I look at fixtures, I think about manager head to head. And we all know what I think about Ollie. But my instinct was that Brodgers would try and stifle him. But then again, like you say, Will, if they are at home, and they're going to come out, then they are in trouble, I think. Yeah, and I, th- I think just generally United do have attacking quality in their team. I mean, you mm, saw even genuinely. when they were away at West Ham and, you know, Bruno comes on that, does his sort of, his little cameo and uh, he's just they, they really are good at, at finding passes and doing well. Yeah, good um, players. Yeah, they just got to sort out the balance in the team. And, and no, they've got to get a new manager. Mate, we know the answer. Yeah, they just yeah. got to get a proper coaching and it's fine yeah. because he, it's funny isn't it like it's ta- I mean oh god we've talked about this I can't, I can't and, they, and don't forget they play tomorrow night so it'll be interesting to see how yeah. they line up yeah. as well against Everton so I mean I'm sure there'll be plenty of rest alright have you guys um, bench boosting in, in 19 I was going to ask about bench poop what when is the time because my bench is shit basically yeah, yeah I mean that's why <laughs> I can't, you kind of wild card. That's why I'm kind of thinking about it because I can wild card now. Oh, what about my free but, hit? Game week 18, you can just copy one of our teams. You know, you're sorry. I'm not copying Wills anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Don't copy my team. No, I'll copy Wills, no. but not copy his captain. That genuinely seems. <laughs> yeah. Have you actually. Did you. I know you got Bruno this week, didn't you? Is that the first time you've for a while that you've actually scored? No, I've got Kane. Oh, that's Kane right. Yeah, sorry. You Stop keep, reminding me. Keep saying. Everyone keeps saying the premiums, oh, every premium keeps scoring high. No, they don't. I always manage to captain the one premium that does fuck all in the game week. But there's something, Matt, we can tap into this. Yeah, we can use the advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Will, which well, I'm captaining Salah this game, so you're all royally. Oh, fucked, really? So well, I'm selling them. I'm oh, selling them for yeah. myself. <laughs> but the balance with that, with that, you sort of do need to think about how to use your bench boost. It's the poison chalice. It's a rubbish chip because you. It's it's all it does. It gives you four worst players. It gives them points. So, do you really want to? Is that is that even necessary? I mean, if you look at your bench boost now, I'm like Mitchell. Bissouma, I mean, these aren't players I want to boost. I've got Steer who doesn't even play in goal. So there's, you know, I've got a bloke who doesn't want to, yeah, to play football anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you want to get your, you want to get most of your money in your first eleven, and and maybe have one good sub, and that's kind of how you look at it. Um, so a bench boost is a really difficult chip to use, but a double game week is a good time to use it because your uh, your subs will be getting two games at least. So instead of getting two points, maybe they'll get four points. You think, right. oh, great, if you can get sixteen points out of a bench boost, you're doing okay. 
you're not going to do much better than that. So wildcarding now in 15, thinking about bench boost in 19, I'm actually going to not make my bench totally strong yet. I'll probably boost one or two key positions, but I'll generally, I'll, I'll probably keep one like a really cheap forward or, or something like a really cheap mid, just because I don't want to like unbalance the team completely. So that concludes the, uh, I suppose it's a Christmas special. Hey, uh, if you're listening to this uh, and Christmas isn't your thing, don't worry. Um, I'm still sending you joy, no matter what your beliefs or pastimes are. Um, I, I certainly don't celebrate Christmas, if I'm honest. I am the Grinch. Anyway, fantasy football. Um, I don't know what transfer you're doing this week. It's all getting a bit tight. I personally believe, I think, as I said in the pod, that things are settling down a bit. Liverpool suddenly they're running clear at the top of the Premier League and uh, Spurs, hmm, not sure. But Spurs have got great, fantastic fixture lists coming up if they get back to form. And there's some really good defenders around at the moment that I'm looking at. Eric Dyer, Lindelof, even Don Stones has been touted quite a bit, offering good value for the clean sheets because maybe we'll get in a few more clean sheets as we move forward. Um... And Will, um, as he discusses wildcard, he's been sending me through his provisional wildcard. It looks very good. He's gone up on three Leeds players. His bench looks strong with West Ham players. Um, I think it's because of the bench boost he's going to play. And he's got uh, Fernandez and Salah, but no Kane. Up top, he's gone for, I think, Bamford and uh, a few others. Chris Wood is in there. Because Burnley have hit a bit of form. I know, uh, but, you know, Chris Wood, he scored 14 goals last season. I know I mentioned the fact that he's a bit like Bamford because you think Bamford will sort of ceiling at about 15 goals and Chris Wood's goals are yet to come. So I don't know. Look, have a good Christmas. Uh, if you don't, just have a good this time of year and we'll speak next year. And thanks so much if you have been supporting this podcast throughout this year and you've been listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to Matt, Will and Yordi and to anyone else that I've been spoken to. Uh, and if you have not enjoyed it, what are you still doing listening? But uh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, and uh, as I was saying, be the word. Let them know it's Christmas time in the Fantasy Football World podcast world. Fantasy Football FPL. Have a good time. Have you enjoyed the podcast world? Will I, will I, will I be Magnus? I got to know, I got to be that Magnus.